the blast from our past network. Folks, this just in. The ongoing comic book discussion podcast confirms comic books are cool. In a galaxy far, far away. Actually, <laughs> you guys are in a galaxy far, far away. We are. We're very we are. far away. <laughs> Canada. <laughs> the, the, the Great White North Galaxy. Yeah. That's right. Hot, we're in Hoth is where we live. That, that's true. That's we are what kind I was of in Hoth. Say. Do you Did guys you... get a lot of snow up there when it, in the wintertime? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and when it snows, do you go outside and actually play Hoth? I, I, I like it, yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. Wait, how do you how do you play Hoth? Isn't that well, just a planet? You just you shoot at the Imperial walkers that are coming at you, you know, yards oh, away, hundreds exactly. of yards and you, away. And, and you, you wrap cord around their legs. Exactly. Yes, yes. yes. You wrap cord <laughs> around your friends' legs. I watched it last night, guys. I, this is not impressive. I watched this last night. <laughs> oh, wow. That's Ooh, awesome. Wait, wait, which one did you watch last night? <laughs> Empire? You watched Hoth. Empire. Nice. That one, the Hoth yeah. one. The Hoth yeah. one. We went over this. <laughs> Hashtag the Hoth one. <laughs> Actually, that one was my favorite one. I, I mean, I've watched all the Star Wars movies, but like, this is the second time in my whole life I've watched it, and in my whole life. Wow. Um, and uh, I like this one the best. Uh, welcome to ongoing comic book discussion. By the way, I'm Tess. <laughs> I'm Corey. And you guys are. I'm Dean. I'm Tim. We're from Talking from... Back. Talking Back. Yay! Yay, we did it! <laughs> you guys are back. back. We made it back. <laughs> yeah. So Thanks for having us back. In- yeah. Awesome. Instead of the Empire stri- Strikes Back, it's Talking Back Strikes Back. Yeah. Yes, there you go. We are kind of like the Empire. <laughs> are that's we? What, that's what our fans say. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yay. Well, this is our, our beginning of our Star Wars month, right, Tess? Uh, yes, it is, Corey, uh, because of May the 4th be with you. And we have actually planned this because we wanted to do theme months. And I think this was the first month that we planned. But we started last September. And we're like, May has to be Star Wars. I don't care. Star Wars is in May. So yeah. welcome to our inaugural Star Wars episode, guys. I'm glad you guys are here. You guys are so much fun. We're honored <laughs> we, to be we here. Have a, Thank you so much. We have a lot of Star Wars knowledge in, in the room right now. Yeah, we are really mm-hmm. happy to be here. Um, we are happy that we got to talk Star Wars last time we were here. And we are definitely happy to be back. Ah. <laughs> Hey, awesome. bef- before we jump into the Star Wars talk, I want to do a quick plug for the Aliens Dead Orbit that you got episode that you guys did for yeah. Aliens Day last week, um, or was it two weeks ago? Who knows? In this Corona quarantine <laughs> time, all the days are blending together. But uh, if you all liked our Aliens Defiance Volume One review, please, please, please go over there to Talking Back and check out the Dead Orbit review that they did that was a fun deep dive discussion and i put it up there on on the pedestal with uh with uh, uh all-star superman right there it's it's right up there with it wow. as one of my favorite episodes wow that's so that's a big that's a big one then Corey. we appreciate that it was, we know how much you like the all-star one. superman <laughs> Yeah, that's where he fell in love with you guys, actually, was All-Star Superman. It, awesome. it is literally literally the episode that I literally fell in love with you guys, uh, both it was, of you. Uh, so. It was love at first soundbite. Thank oh, you. wow. I remember you listening got them, to You've got them going on today. I remember listening Just to one of your episodes. I've been... Qu- <laughs> 
What'd you say, Tim? I remember listening to one of your guys' episodes um, before we really were talking, and Corey was Back. talking about All Star Superman and how much he wanted to do it on your show, and we had it lined up to record the following week. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I wonder what he'll think when we release this one. So I was uh, a little bit worried, but very happy that uh, that you liked it. And and for the record, my thoughts exactly were, were that was so freaking good that I don't even want to do an All-Star Superman episode. Because if anyone wants to know my thoughts on All-Star Superman, just go over there and listen to the, the Talking Back episode. Because oh, you guys man. pretty much nailed all of it. Thanks, man. We appreciate that. <laughs> I'd still like to hear you guys do it, though, because, you know, our podcasts have different styles. So I would, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd still be down to hear how, how you and Tess... Uh, what you think of it and how you uh, how you discuss it. So please keep it on the list. Yeah. It's, okay. it's definitely on the list because I I do think Tess would really uh, have a good time with it. It's a it's a fun comic. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> but yeah. we're not here to talk about Superman. We're not here to talk about Superman, Corey. <laughs> we aren't. No. We got derailed like in the first four minutes. Oh man. <laughs> of a Star we, Wars um, episode. I think you. <laughs> I know. How crazy. <laughs> Usually we get derailed by Star Wars yeah, on a different right. episode. Exactly. So it's pretty fitting. It, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. So and uh, I we have about five more minutes for uh, for Dean to drop a spoiler in here. So oh, uh, I'm just yeah, ready. Dean, I'm just ready. Yeah, get one, get one cocked and loaded whenever, <laughs> okay. whenever okay. you get a chance. I'm allowed to on this we... podcast. I'm free. You are. <laughs> free. <laughs> you are unleashed. It's uh, it's Dean to the max. Yeah. On this one. <laughs> Tim can't hold me down yes. no more. Uh. <laughs> there are no rules. No rules. <laughs> well, but, uh, I mean, we do have like a non-explicit show rule usually. In last show, we broke that. But if anybody <laughs> wants to drop a bomb here or there, go ahead. I won't. I won't stop you. I'll just click. I'll just check the little explicit button when we publish. Yeah. Whatever. I, we'll see what I happens. Never be- I yeah. never begrudge anybody an f bomb <laughs> here or there. Let's, if it happens, <laughs> it'll happen naturally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Tess, why don't you give us a little backstory on this on this comic? You were this is the one you this is one of the ones you picked and wanted us to read. Yes, I should mention the comic. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> if they didn't catch it on the uh, the title episode, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is Doctor Afra, and I actually saw this one because I followed um, Marvel and Disney on Instagram, and it was when their volume one dropped, and I made John Babe go get it for me. And when I say made, well, no, yeah, no, I made him go get it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> like when I said made, I mean made. I mean, I mean made. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, and I, oh, I was just going to give spoilers in my review. I'm not going to do it yet. Okay, here we go. All right. Uh, well, the title is very, excuse me, the uh, the front cover is very enticing because the artwork is already awesome. It says, if you're a fan of Star Wars, you got to read this. So I was like, check. All right. So following her time in the clutches of Darth Vader, Dr. Aphra has barely escaped with her life. If the Dark Lord of the Sith ever learns of her survival, he'll hunt her to the ends of the galaxy. But for now, it's time for a return to see what she does best. With droids Triple Zero and BT-1 in tow, as well as Wookiee Black Chris Santon, sure, she's off in search of rare, rare artifacts from the galactic center of the Outer Rim. And everywhere in between. Aphra's got debts to pay after... Okay, wait. <clears throat> Afra's got debts to pay, after all. Just as long as she can stay one step ahead of the Empire, some bounty hunters, and just about everyone else in the galaxy. I'm just glad I wasn't the one that had to say the Wookiee's name. Kurt, well, er, you know er, what? Er, 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 Santon? <laughs> <laughs> can, can everybody do their Wookiee impression? Oh, boy. Okay. Um, oh, all right. Dean, you're up. Okay, I'm going to get back from the okay. mic a bit here. Okay, go. 
that good, guys? Is that good? You got a little puke right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Fantastic. Um, for, the record, gonna... for the record, my wife's yawn sounds like a Wookiee, and she will admit it. Like, she, and, and she tries, she gets a little bit, uh, uh, you know, self-conscious about it. But when it comes out, I mean, it is straight up like, rrr, rrr, rrr. I'm like, what is happening? Oh, <laughs> Amazing. Oh man. All right, Tim, you're up. What's your Wookiee impression? Let's hear All it. All right. Uh... <laughs> pretty good that was a good one that's a good one that's a good one all right tess it's your time wait i'm gonna drink some water (laughs) oh nice (laughs) yeah that was good that was good good. that was good good job guys way to include the props there that was good yeah thank you thank you (laughs) awesome that's it last but not least <laughs> I like it. That's also good. I yeah. Love it. I, I love, love how we so all much. have like distinct like Wookie uh, uh, vocals. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that probably how like it is. That. That, was, that was a throwback to the Wake episode where we all did our uh, our best uh, oh, Merman impression. Yeah. Oh, oh man, yeah. I love That's that. That's a tradition now. It's a yeah, tradition. It yeah. I love it. I wanted to say, Dean. Oh. I thought yours sounded like a Wookie had swallowed Yoda, and Yoda was calling out from inside of the Wookie. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> you, you got it, Tim. That's actually what I was going for. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. You guys know each other so well. <laughs> um, should we do oh. some like top-level thoughts on, on the book? Like, you know, nothing too, too deep before we jump in. Uh, and just, like, give us, like, you know, quick little thoughts on it. Uh, Tess, why don't you kick us off? Okay. Um, so I know that I suggested this, and I really do like Dr. Afra as a person. I think she's, like, the backwards Indiana Jones where she's more of a criminal more than anything else. I really like that about her. Um, however, this story, the first time I read it, which was probably a year ago, I couldn't get into it. I'm like, mm, maybe when I get into comics, I'll get into it. And, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I was, didn't get into it that weren't, much, but weren't feeling I, it. I do like the character a lot. I like the characters more than anything. I, That's all. I will make my thoughts easy and say, I felt the exact same way tested. Uh, uh, Tim, what'd you think, buddy? I'm kind of there as well. I'm actually torn because... I don't know whether I liked it or didn't like it because I find myself wanting to read more, but I didn't really enjoy the, like the, the story, the art was great, but there were some aspects I liked some aspects I didn't like. Um, I don't know if I can recommend reading it, but I think I want to read a little bit more just to see where it goes. So they kind of, there's something about it that, that hooked me and I appreciate. Um, but overall, I mean, having read quite a bit of Star Wars content, this isn't, you know, this isn't the content that I want to continue reading. Um, there's a lot mm-hmm. of better stuff out there uh, for me personally, but um, I could see myself going a bit further with it. Okay. That's, I, I think that's a yeah. really valid point because yeah. uh, I've read a lot of Star Wars content too. And yeah, this is not top tier Star Wars content, but I love Dr. Afra. It's it's a yeah. really weird, really weird thing. Uh, Dean, what you think, buddy? Uh, well, I'll just start. I'll say the, I think the art is great. Uh, I love Kev Walker. I think, um, I think the story is pretty solid. And I also want to keep going and, and read more, see what happens next. But I'm with everyone. Uh, I just like really love the characters, but I didn't quite love the entire book. And I right. wasn't yeah. sure what it was. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Um, but sometimes I like to read comics like late at night, right before I'm going to bed. And sometimes it was hard to keep my eyes open in this one. So I <gasps> just was feeling like I wasn't really locked into it. And I wasn't sure why. But I love Afra. I think she's a yeah. great yeah. character. And I like what you said, Tess, about backwards Indiana Jones. Because I've read 
evil Indiana Jones, and I don't think that's right. I think that's the wrong way mm-hmm. to say it. I think backwards is the right way to say it. Yeah, it, she's more of a criminal. She's doing it for her own betterment than yeah. the betterment of the world. But it's not to like. It's not not evil. to like. Yeah, it's not to yeah, destroy exactly. the world or anything. It's just personal. Like she's she's just doing things selfishly. Right. She wouldn't do anything like Thanos would do. Like she wouldn't go that extreme to yeah. find all those gems. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Totally. But it's interesting that you bring up the Indiana Jones uh, part, Tess, because the beginning of this book starts with uh, this, you don't know it at the time, I think you think it's Dr. Aphra because the person is in armor, but they're kind of, it starts with them literally like sort of outrunning a a monster in a tomb, and it's like, it's total Star Wars Indiana Jones, and then the guy makes it out, takes off his helmet, and you're like, oh, that's the quote-unquote Indiana Jones guy, and then uh, Aphra shoots him in the back. Boom, that guy is dead and right now that literally they, they set it up right there that yes she is like bizarro indiana jones like right out of the gate they're telling you that and uh yeah. so i'm really glad that you keyed in on that test because i was like oh wow right at the beginning i was like interesting they didn't yeah. even try to be shy with it you know yeah i think honestly i think that they went too fast it was just like boom out of the gate and then all of a sudden we're in issue four and we're in this big thing and then I'm like wait about what about her and her father and I am so I I'm not gonna lie I I skimmed the last part of it I was like I have no idea what's going on I'm zoning out this whole time yeah but it had so much potential I like I think it needs to be rewritten honestly like somebody else can do better same characters you know so I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and, and guess that it's like it's that last part that last uh well it's it's the main point of the entire story but it's kind of like the last act that we're kind of all struggling with because i personally liked the yavin 4 stuff i thought that was neat and everything it's just this last planet the third act that we go to the last two issues where first off i don't like the fact that it's like a floating rock formation that they they don't have to wear spacesuits with that felt very like fantastical to me um i liked early on where they where her and her father told the same story but from like different points of view I enjoyed that aspect of it but when we actually got to where we were going in the story I didn't care I didn't care about these Jedis that are so old that it's like it's way before time forgotten and everything and then kind of you know it made me question like how much do I want to see Star Wars stories that don't uh, feature you know the characters that we know and love now I know that confines you you know to to, and I want to be able to expand open into the Star Wars uh, universe but for some reason this book and I think especially that last act and, and especially the world that they were on. And I know that they said there's a shield generator or something around it, but man, it just, it didn't feel right to me. And and I walked away never quite feeling like this was a Star Wars book. Um, mm-hmm. Tim, Tim, you've read a lot of, of, of EU stuff. You've read a lot of the, the comic book stuff. Did, did this give you any kind of weird vibes? Did it feel Star Wars-y to you? It, it did until the end of the book. Uh, and I, I don't mean the, ah. I don't mean the last chapter. I actually really liked that last chapter. I felt like we were finally going to get the payoff that we were looking for, and I think they uh, screwed it up. Personally, uh, I didn't really care for the father at all. Um, like it just it felt like the whole story they were kind of chasing something, and I wasn't really it wasn't believable what they were doing. Um, some of the ways that they made it to the next step and to like to, to the next place didn't make sense to me. And then by the time, you know, we get to issue six and we get to this, this place with this, uh, the, the, or the, or do aspect to they're called these, um, these Jedi characters. Um, it's like a, um, 
a sect of Jedi from way back when. I thought that was super cool. And I thought we were going to learn some new content uh, in, in the in the Jedi universe. And I was ready for it. And then it turned out to be such a dud. Like, it just wasn't all that it, interesting. It's just, yeah. it's just like an AI guy. It's just it's just AI or something at the end. Yeah, They could have done so, so much more if they just unraveled that a bit more rather than just trying to, like... Um, they just introduced it real fast, ended it really fast, and it's this great idea that didn't get fleshed out and never does. I don't, I don't think it, they ever really do anything with that in the rest of the run either. Yeah. And did, did we know what we were supposed to look for when we were arriving to that planet? Like, no, I think that was that was my on. problem. We got there, and I was like, "Well, there's bodies here, so that means it existed. So, are, right. aren't we happy?" I don't know. I didn't know what we were supposed to be looking for. I think that was my problem with the kind of being lost in that last act. I think they were yeah. looking for um, the planet itself. And then the father had hopes that there were going to be Jedi alive on that planet or it's uh, their fortress is what it is. They were hoping there'd okay. be somebody alive and they get there. Everyone's dead. And we kind of have to learn the story why. But it's just like, I don't I don't want them all to be dead. I want I want some of them to be alive. I want him to like meet up with some lost sect of Jedi and that would have been so much better, but no, no, sir. Right. And especially since, you know, now that it's Marvel, this is this is a part of the Marvel banner. This is the new canon. And, mm. you know, they, they've come out and said that they want the comics to be just as much of a canon as, as the movie and the TV shows. Unlike, you know, previously where the comics were sort of canon and like the, the books and stuff were sort of canon uh, to the movies. The D Disney really wants this to all to be interconnected. So the what Tim's saying, like the idea that we'd actually get to see Jedi's like from thousands of years prior, I'm like, that's a cool concept. And yeah, it's just like, okay, we just get there and it's it's just this sort of an AI thing. And I don't know, it just, it was not that impressive. Um, and nor was any of like sort of the action in that, uh, in that last uh, like couple issues. And especially mm -hmm. when Dr. Afra like, you know, busts open a lightsaber and just starts like cutting through things. I'm like, okay, then how come, how come any Jedi's would have a tr have a problem with these robots if if she's untrained in the in the arts of wielding a lightsaber right. and then she can just like cut through all these uh all these no problem I'm like okay all right she's a little overpowered right here I'd say mm -hmm. yeah yeah I liked her gang though I like how she had yeah. a Wookiee and some droids um, yes. she had basically R two C three PO and Chewbacca but just different names yeah <laughs> they all yeah. and very yeah. different I personalities. Them, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those they're super, super cool. I, and again, that's I think that's the glue that keeps this entire uh, volume together is all the characters are really cool. Even even that, um, you know, Imperial officer, female Imperial officer that she kind of has the hots for. Yeah. Um, you know, she's cool. I'm like, cool. I want to know more about her. But we didn't really get anything more on her. And yeah. uh, and I'm almost wondering, like. You know that little part where they gave us a little backstory on Dr. Afra in school? Yep. I almost mm -hmm. was like, either give us everything of that, like I, I'm totally intrigued by her backstory, or take that part out and whatever those pages and time, you know, put it towards a plot point that's taking place actually here. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but those creatures, that whole thing that happened had no bearing on this story whatsoever. So like, why, why was that even in there taking up space yeah. when they clearly needed the space to, to flesh more things out? It was really, that story was just how she became a doctor. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. she had but basically blackmailed. Did we need to see that though? Not at all. You know? No, yeah. It's, it's just like how she blackmailed her way into that. And, 
I it's actually like was a backup in issue one where sometimes they get um, another artist to do just a little bit more like a tell an extra story at the yeah. at the back of the regular comic. And usually they continue on with that. So you can follow mm-hmm. a backup story all the way through all these six issues. But it, they just kind of dropped it after the first one. So I thought I, I'm with you, Corey. I thought that if they kept that going, that could have given us a little bit more for this story, I think. Yeah. Well, I, I wish I wish they slowed it down. Like, I don't mm-hmm. mind the the backstory uh, doctor stuff. I thought that was kind of cool. It kind of added to her and where her morals and her values yeah. lie. Um, but they just needed to slow it the f down, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I I I was. It's like they were like, all right, now that you have that, here's her dad, and now we're in a war. And we're like, what? Wait yeah. a minute. We're like, wait, who's her I dad? I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, why? And, why do we care yeah, about him? Yeah. Yeah. And, and to your point, Tess, I could have literally had entire six issues of her in school. Like, I, they set some yeah. stuff up that yeah. I was, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm into this. I'm, in, I want to see what like college looks like in the Star Wars universe. I mean, all of this stuff uh, is kind of. I'm sure there's going to be people people out there and say, no, no, we've seen this stuff in other comics and books. But, like, for the most part, this is not stuff you see in the movies. This is, like, new Star Wars parts of the the corners of the galaxy. And I like this kind of stuff, and I wanted to see more of it. But, yeah, if you're not going to – if you're not going to expand upon it, then maybe take that backup issue and give us more on that that, uh, officer, that Imperial officer lady, right? Like, let me care about her a little bit more or or give me a little big backstory on – Black Kristen Stan, you know. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> but um, yeah, give us more of that. Yeah. Did you, did you did you see who the writer was? The same writer as yeah. Wicked and the Divine? Yes. The other comic book I didn't like? <laughs> oh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, maybe maybe you're, we're starting to see uh, uh, stylistic stuff that you're, you're not into. That's ah, kind yeah. of putting, putting together the, the bigger picture, the puzzles coming together. <laughs> it, what's really funny is that I looked him up online just to see what else he's done, and he has this like black and white picture of him where he's like on the bleachers, like in a, like a football field or something. Like He's like on the bleachers, and he's like looking at the camera like, um, hot stuff. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard at, uh, at Comic-Cons he thinks he's uh, pretty hot stuff. Really? Oh. Yeah. Is, he, is he like the bad boy of yeah, comic Yeah, I've heard right he's now? he's the rock star of Comic-Cons. Uh, oh, my gosh. Wow. And we're talking about Kyrian Gillen. Yeah. Gillen. Yeah. yeah. Well, so he, so he, he is writing kind of Star Wars Rob comics. Liefeld. <laughs> <laughs> right. He is writing Star Wars comics, so he is a rock star. That is yeah. true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very hit and miss for me. Um, I, I, I don't know what it is about him, but uh, some of them, like that Vader comic really hits for me. But then this one, you know, a little bit of a miss, even though it's very mm. similar team to that Vader comic. It's that's it, it interesting. just felt like he had a deadline. Like, yeah. that's what it felt like. He that's I mean that that is something that is a very real problem, yeah. um, and it, a lot of times when you see these really big time writers and artists, they they start doing multiple duties on multiple books, and you can just tell when they get like like strung out. And I dude, I remember back in the '90s when like Jim Lee was everywhere, and then like you just started seeing like you could say, oh, that's crappy Jim Lee, that's good Jim Lee, because that poor man, you could just tell he was getting burned out because he was just on every book. Yeah. Um. So maybe. maybe 
maybe that that's happening here too or he just wasn't as you know inspired by this uh i will say i did i did like the inclusion of yavin 4 and especially uh, a nice little cameo from uh, our buddy admiral ozel uh who will who test who you saw get choked out by darth vader in empire strikes back because he brought the fleet out too early and too soon and alerted the rebels on hoth Mm-hmm. I need to take a breath sometimes, guys. <laughs> uh, t- Tim, did you like the uh, the connections that it sort of had to uh, the OT tri- trilogy? I, I loved the Yavin 4 part myself. Yeah, I thought that was great. Um, other than that, I mean, there wasn't a lot that stood out for me. Uh, True. I, I wanted to say, since we, um, we reviewed the Vader volume uh, the last time we were on, which is written by the same guy, also has uh, Dr. Aphra in it. Um, it was interesting because I really liked that one. Uh, it's not one of my number ones or anything, but I, I liked that volume. I actually continued on and read the rest of the series after that because I wanted to see where it went. Oh. And now reading this one, I think I am with Tess. I'm not a big fan of, of this guy's writing. I think I really like that comic because it's all about Darth Vader, right? It's all about uh, him and the Emperor. So I feel like I probably would have um, enjoyed that if anybody wrote it. And some mm. of the issues I had with that book, I think, came from the writing. And now seeing, you know, seeing them continue on with Dr. Afra without Vader, uh, I see that the writing was a lot weaker for me in this one. Maybe not the writing, but just my overall thoughts and feelings for it were, were a lot less than the Vader one. And oh. the interesting thing is with the, the Vader one, I never had that much of a problem feeling like I was in the Star Wars universe, whereas in this, I had a couple times that were taking me out of it, uh, primarily being that planet in in the last couple of issues. Um, But a couple of things sort of here and there kind of took me out of it. I was like, hmm, I'm not sure if that feels like Star Wars. And like to like answer what that means... I would kind of have to fall back on what, like, the Supreme Court uh, says about pornography. It's like, I know it when I see it. And I, you know, and with Star Wars, it's like sometimes it's just like you, you see it and you're like, that just doesn't feel like Star Wars. You just know it in your gut, you know, when you see it. And uh, I didn't feel like the, the Darth Vader comic had the same problem. But then again, maybe it was because it was anchored by Darth Vader, you know, himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm. I, I do. I will say that I think he did a really good job in this book with Afra, though. I like her a lot more in this book than in the Vader comic. Um, just having sort of, first of all, a character that operates like in the gray in Star Wars isn't something that happens a lot. It's very much good or evil. There's only a few characters who are sort of that those in-betweens that are very selfish doing things for themselves. Um, so I like that. I like that he brought that in, that we're reading a comic about that because those are the most interesting characters to me because they're so unpredictable you don't really know you think that they're winning you over but then they just go and do something that you're like oh i didn't really want you to do that i thought i thought that you i was like you were becoming a good hero and then you just went and did this um so i like that there's that character and i like i like that she's female there are definitely not a lot of female characters in comics in general that operate in the gray there's a, mm-hmm. just a lot of good and evil. That's true. Um, so I, I really like her in this book. That's why I want to like the book, you know, a little bit more than I did. Um, so I will give him props for his writing on her. She's a great character, and I would like to see her in other things in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. I want it's, them to just rewrite this, yeah, man. Yeah. Just redo it. Scratch everything. Give Keep it another the characters. Go. 
another writer. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, if she made her, I believe she made her first appearance in Darth Vader. So I'm wondering if he created her, maybe. Yeah. Oh uh, well. Yeah. Very possibly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, there goes the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't like, mean that like other people can't pick her up and and go off with it. I liked yeah, her more in Vader. Fair. I thought she I, I thought she worked better as a supporting character rather than a lead. And mm. I think in this in this book, she definitely needed her team uh, around her. I think that that really helped. They were a lot of fun. The, those two droids. Yeah. I mean, those two droids could have their own. Um, comic series they're they're so fun to watch but as a team i really like them dr afra herself i'm kind of you know on the fence like i do like her i do like the character but then there's there's times that i don't i don't know if they like when they were creating her i don't know if they defined her well enough uh, in their own minds to write her the right way um i just mm. she doesn't she doesn't seem like a believable character to me I'm just not sure how she's kind of – I know she's in the gray, but I, I just don't get how evil she is at some times and then how kind of compassionate she is at others. It doesn't – It I don't – in the Star Wars world, that's you don't really see that all that often, and it is an interesting idea. Uh, I just – I'm not – it didn't really sit all that well with me. I think it's one of the things that kind of confused me about this comic. I didn't know how to how to feel about her or really who this book is even for. Like I'm not sure – yeah. When you when you say this is the target group for this book, I, I couldn't tell you who it is. Right. Maybe maybe like like 13, 14 year olds, maybe. I don't I don't know. I, I mean, there's I, torture. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. It's got some it's got a few mature, you know, topics in there. But to your point, Tim, I kind of I had a couple moments where I wasn't sure, like, why she was getting upset at people dying or something. And I was like, but I thought you were like evil like like you said i wasn't quite sure where i was supposed to to care or not care um i like her i I ultimately do enjoy her and i think that maybe that adds to her grayness and maybe even adds to her uh uh you know 3d-ness because nobody is just a template you know people do have have all these gray aspects to them i mean i can be an a-hole one day and i can be the sweetest guy the next day you know I, i don't know but you know, when you're writing a character, you do want to sort of stick with some sort of consistency to them. And I had a few times where I was like, okay, yeah, she's doing this. And then she almost like, I almost felt like she was doing a Robin Hood sort of thing. And I was like, okay, maybe she's got a little bit of a golden streak to her. And then, you know, but then she's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll shoot you, dad. I'm like, you know, okay, but will she? And then she cries over like maybe people being dead, but then she's willing to just do something where like putting up, then like the fact that she's willing to like put a weapon into someone else's hands where like gazillions of people are going to die and then she doesn't seem to care about that so with you i'm with you tim i wasn't quite sure where i knew where to stand with her but i'm also not quite sure that that's a a, like necessarily a bad thing maybe maybe it is in in storytelling form you know and and it's also maybe it's because you know in the star wars universe we're just so used to everything being black and white because at its core star wars is supposed to be like morality tales it's supposed to be uh you're supposed to be imparting ideas onto the younger audience you know what's right and wrong stuff like that and uh it's it's kind of weird to see something that that's gray like this in in a universe that's supposed to that was originally made to teach lessons to kids do you know what i mean yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i could see that and i would be okay if she like evolved into a good guy that's Mm -hmm. fine like uh, over time okay and uh, you know what 
I, I would push back on that. I would like to see her evolve into a bad guy. And I only say that because um, I, when when I played Battlefront 2, um, I was super excited about Aiden Versio. Uh, she's like this head of like this like elite hunter squadron right and and she's like a super badass and i and she's uh she's played by <laughs> shiva in uh the league uh who i love um I, I just forgot her name off the top of my head but um i thought her character was so freaking cool and so freaking awesome but then she turns spoiler alert i mean the game's like a year and a half old um she turns good and basically joins up with the rebellion and i'm like man why like I get the Disney mandate to give us more female characters, and I love it. I because growing up, man, I, I was raised by a single mom. I love strong females. I think females are the stronger <laughs> than guys. But uh, like, I don't need to see every single Disney created Star Wars female be good. I wanted to see someone that was really on the imperial side and like a diehard zealot, you know, but well written. And, and this is all just like me complaining about Aiden Versio. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I would love to see her actually, like, either stay hardcore than the gray Dr. Afra, or kind of, like, even go a little darker. Come on, give me, just give me a straight up a bad guy in the Star Wars universe. Like, like I don't want to just see Boba Fett all the time as being the only gray bad guy in the Star Wars universe. And I don't believe that gray characters have to be freaking bounty hunters. I think what they started out with with Dr. Afra was like they they had a great idea. It's like great. They just didn't go in a direction that, you know, I think was was the right direction to go in all the time. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> and I killed the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's been our- that's, a, that's a mic drop uh, right there, Corey. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to follow that. Uh, I, I, I kind of agree though, that I would like her to just stay where she is. Just stay like in the gray, stay as, as Dr. Afra. Um, I, I find it very interesting just cause I haven't really read a character like this. So I feel like the book, um, is fooling me where like you might be reading it. And I think there's like confusion in, you know, what's her, what's her goals and why is she doing the things she's doing? I'm like getting won over by her. And then all of a sudden she says, like, tells her dad, don't give me that information. I'm just going to stab you in back and get out of here. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know you. I don't know who you are. And yeah. I, I just like that. I like that I'm, I'm reading it and it's surprising me at every page turn. Um, so I like, I like her how she is. We don't know what her motivations are. I think that's what's missing for me. I need to know what's motivating her. We don't get any of that. Yeah, she's yeah. she's just out for herself because of the like the back matter story. Um, she basically got screwed over. And so she doesn't really trust anybody. So she just People, does everything yeah. for herself. Is what Which I got. And she has like, not enough. And she has like massive debt, right? Or something like She I, has even, massive debt, yeah. And I think even that's which in, in the in don't the, we all yeah. <laughs> yeah. hey Doctor Afra welcome to uh, welcome to real life yeah. um, but I like how her Wookie sidekick uh, you know he's he's with her because you know she owes him money so he's like I'm not gonna co- like I want to keep you alive so that you I can collect and also too he realizes that you know she can kind of get him to where he needs to go and have the most fun with yeah but and I love that I love how their relationship relationship is not based on uh trust it's not based on honor again it's the exact 
opposite of Han and Chewie. Yeah. It's based on, you know, kind of sort of blackmailing in that sort of area. And it's, it's I really, really think that they had, they just, they did a great job creating all these characters. And then they said, go forth, <laughs> you know, go yeah. forth and do your thing. And then you're like, oh, you went, you did that. That's where you went. You went to some floating space castle that looked like something out of like an 80s uh, cartoon. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. why is there no atmosphere? Why is there no atmosphere? <laughs> why are they walking around with no atmosphere? Guys, I could mm. not get over that. And it's also because it's not something you even see in Star Wars. You know, you could say, yes, yes, you don't need uh, windows on a Star Destroyer because there is a shield that's covering everything. And that, you know, but, like, you have windows there. So... It just didn't fit the design aesthetic of Star Wars, I yeah. didn't think. And I don't mean to keep harping on this last world because there's other things I like. Here, you know what? Let me end my rant on something I do like. In the beginning of the comic, I like how they incorporated those two white, wookie-looking creatures from Rogue One. Uh, you saw them. They were designed for Rogue One, and they're one of my favorite of the new like Disney-era uh, aliens that they've created. And I love that they put those in there. I'm like, that's freaking awesome. Thank you for doing that. The, the yes. Gagorans or something like that. Yeah, something like Yeah, and they got the they got the breathing apparatus or, yeah. or something on them. Yeah. 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 I think those cool. guys are super cool. Um can they I got, can I do a side a side note real quick, another one uh, you guys might appreciate. A side note to your side note. I know, I'm I'm sorry guys. <laughs> How come we don't ever see any K two SOs anywhere? Uh, they don't ever add them into the comics. Even though in Rogue One it made it seem like K two SO robots were kind of everywhere in the Empire. Yeah, they were kinda of like the thing. They're supposed to be, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like but it would just be normal. Them. It would be just be normal that one was walking around. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I've never seen them anywhere else. No yeah, idea. even in the comics, I'm yeah. like, oh, that's weird. Okay, they're okay. also hilarious dudes. <laughs> maybe maybe his, appear- <laughs> his appearance fees are too high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alan, Tud- Alan Tudyk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but then, uh, uh, what? So, all right. Let's let's. I, I do want to concentrate on on more of the fun stuff because I do think there that there are some some good uh, uh, to be had in here. Uh, Tim, what was your probably your favorite aspect of the entire comic? Would you say? And I, I realize I asked you that as you just took a gulp of your of your water. That's uh, not water. Oh, that's sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I rarely, like, I rarely drink water. We've been over this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll give you a couple then, because there are a couple that are kind of weighted the same. And it is uh, Afra and her team. So you got Afra, mm-hmm. you got these two droids who are so much fun. The, the, the C-3PO kind of looking character, triple zero, he is same as C-3PO. Like he's got all the linguistic abilities, except he's also a master in torture. So he's always torturing people. He's always killing people. And then his little sidekick uh, looks a bit different than R2. Uh, but this guy was, um, well, he was like a. He's a blastro mech. Yeah, he's like a one-off, one-of-a-kind droid that they that the uh, Empire attempted to make and was too dangerous to keep producing. So there was just the, the only one of them. He's one-of-a-kind. And he's even more dangerous. He's got, like, all the firepower you could ever need. So these two droids often go off on their own, um, you know, because Aphra's told them to. And they are killing everybody. Like, they're murdering everybody and, and making, like super funny jokes at the same time right so i love i love the team i love the wookie he um in the in the time of need near the end the wookie bails on afra he steals her ship and leaves her on that uh floating fortress right because he's like well 
he's only out for the money that she owes him. And he's like, well, she's going to get killed. So I'm gone. So I do, I do like the team. I think give me more of just that crew, um, going and doing missions rather than trying to throw in all this side story that doesn't work and just makes me not want to read anymore. And then I did really like that final chapter with the, um, these Jedi who I thought we were going to get something really interesting from. So they kind of play with it a little bit near the last couple of issues. It was mentioned before that, um, Afra's father has a story about this, like, um, Nobody really knows what happened, but he's got a story that he thinks is true. She comes up with her own story, which is kind of the opposite of it. Like, I guess he's saying it's Jedi's um, coming to fight other Jedi's, and she's saying no. Like, you you interpreted that you could have interpreted the text the wrong way. I think it was Sith coming to attack Jedi or Jedi coming to attack Sith, and then um, so that was interesting. So that got me all hyped up for this final final chapter. And then it was just kind of like, what? Like, what are you doing here? All the Jedi are dead. There's some, the spirit of one of the Jedi has essentially, it's not the Jedi, it's this Ordu, uh, what is it? The Ordu Aspectu, these like, this clan of Jedi. What happened was the, the real Jedi came to these guys and these guys were um, studying immortality. So they were like a sect of the Jedi. And uh, the like the history on it is that they have a war this sect and the jedi have a war and they sign a peace treaty and ultimately the jedi say okay we're going to let you continue doing your research but we need to come in and check on you to make sure that you're not doing anything against the jedi code and when the jedi come at one point see that they are breaking the code that's when this battle happens and this uh this or or do respect to leader rur was his name in the in that that battle he like transfers his consciousness into these robots who start killing everybody and wipe out all the jedi there and then his like spirit is still alive somehow like when they when they turn on this fortress with their crystals he's still alive so i mean i i I did like that idea i liked the concept of what was happening there and then the execution was just pathetic so Mm, mm. and and i'm with you man i liked I like the idea that these Jedi are like, hey, you know what? The ultimate goal for a Jedi is immortality through, you know, the astral plane or, you know, the the Jedi Force Ghost. Like, that's our ultimate goal. So we're just going to try to do it a different way. I like all that. I like that different way of thinking. I like uh, the idea of of other Jedis fighting other Jedis. I think that's really cool. But, yeah, at the end of the day, when, uh, (laughs) when your main boss, when your final boss is just AI that controls the robots around you. Yeah. That is not what I read Star Wars for at all. Like no. that is the exact opposite of everything mm-hmm. that I read. Um, Dean, I want to save you for the last because I-, I think you like the comic the most. I think you're gonna have the. I most think I like the comic the most say. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm save gonna me. save you. For save the me. Last. Yeah. Uh, Tess, <laughs> Tess, what was your favorite stuff about the uh, the the issue? Uh, well, just like I said before, I really like Doctor Afra. I think. I mean, I'm just going to be repeating myself, but um, I really think they should rewrite this. I think she's a good character. I think that they should develop her more for sure. It definitely felt like the writer, it's like it's like he wrote the Vader comic and then everybody was like, hey, what about that Dr. Afra chick? He's like, nah, she's nothing. I just wrote her in there to be part of the plot point. I, I haven't read Vader, so I don't know. So I'm just guessing. Um, and, uh, and, and they were like, no, no, you should make a whole comic. He's like, no, I'm telling you, it's not going to work. And he like intentionally didn't make it work. Like I feel like he, it could have been 
it could have easily worked if he just put a little bit more heart into it. Uh, but whatever. Um, Dean? <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so first, I know we're saying good things, but first, as we've been talking, I figured out why I don't like it. So I'm going to say that first. Okay. Yes. It is us. the father storyline. Because what I really, really like about it is Afra, like I've said before, Afra and this character that I haven't usually seen before. And then you put her in a situation that I've read a thousand times, just somebody with an issue with their father, like someone with an estranged father who comes back and they need each other. Like that's just, <laughs> I know that story. So don't put this cool character that you created in this lazy story. Like, I think you're right, Tess. I think it was like, oh yeah, okay, she's super popular. So let's sell some more comic books. What's the first thing I can think of? Uh, daddy issues. Boom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come Check. on. Yeah, exactly. Star Wars so, equals daddy issues all around. Yeah. Everybody has daddy you're issues. You're not wrong. Yeah. Take that to the boardroom. Daddy issues. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, here's your money. Make your comic. Um, yeah, so that's why I don't like it. So, uh, I guess, like, the thing that I really like about it, I do really like the art. I just really like Kev Walker. Yeah. I think that he draws action in a really uh, fast-paced, moving way. Um, he does this thing when he's doing action where he puts, like, the whole page. He'll do, like, a background that is, like, a panel that takes up the whole page. And then he'll put, like, little boxes, little panels amongst that. And it it's really cool how your eye tracks all that. And it feels like a lot of stuff is happening at once or happening really quickly. Um, so yeah, I really like Kev Walker. That's probably my favorite thing about the book. Um, and then, yeah, just like what I said about Afra, I just, I, I want to keep reading her. So she's, she's really what's holding it together for me. Yeah. And I want to, I want to see like, like, I want to see the, the other Imperial officer lady, like trying to move up the ranks while like maintaining maybe a relationship with Afra on the side, you know, maybe they could be a little bit into cahoots, like, you know, uh, Afra can give her some information on something and and vice versa. But like, I want to see like their relationship sort of like blossom and grow. I think, I think there's a foundation for some fun, for some fun stuff right there. But, uh, yeah, Dean, I'm with you, man. Like the, the art in this thing is just, I love the art in this book. It's, it's fantastic. Fantastic. And anytime that I can see, you know, biker scouts, snow troopers, um, freaking AT-ATs, ATSTs, and then a freaking, you know, a, a, a bad Wookiee ripping the machine gun off of an AT, a downed ATST yeah. to just like straight up destroy, you know, a bunch of like scouts. Like in like earlier when he was like just straight plucking them off with uh when the, with his bowcaster when they were on their biker, you know, the bikes and everything. I yeah. was like, dude, that was awesome. And the, the art was fantastic. And I mm-hmm. never had a hard time following like what was happening. Like I was able yeah. to like just straight up follow it. Yeah, um, which can be a tough thing in action. And that's why I yeah. I think he's like does a really good job with action. You can lose your place reading action so easily. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I must do it right. Yeah. I must wish like I must wish the whole arc would have just taken place on Yavin and they had to like do some st- like like some Indiana Jones stuff while there's this imperial occupation totally. they have to they have to move around it they have to fight the occupation you know she falls in love with the the officer like just keeping it all on Yavin 4 would have i think maybe sufficed and 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 given us even more like look into what Yavin looked like and and maybe even we could have seen the Mas- Masasi we could have maybe I, we don't even know what they look like you know it would have been cool to see them 
Um, but I've, I mean, I've truthfully always been fascinated with with Yavin Four ever yeah. since like I was a kid. And you know, they they mentioned in the EU that it was like these old, like that the rebellion was actually in like old Sith temples at one point. They were saying it's, I mean, it's changed over time. But um, man, I just wish it just stayed on Yavin Four the entire time. <laughs> yeah, that's where the book is definitely popping. Like that's yeah. where it's hitting Guys, its high. Let's- Let's rewrite it. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do, do it. it. You guys let's down? do it. I'm okay. totally yeah. down. Tim can draw it. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, Corey can help too. He's an artist as well. Excellent, excellent. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely be able to tell where the where the style changes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think I know the answer to this, but uh, uh you know, we'll kind of go around. Tess, would you do you want to keep reading Doctor Afra, or do you did you get your fill on this one? No, this one with this writer, there'd be a big old goose egg. Goose egg. Mm. That'd be a zero. No. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. Be a no. Uh, a triple but zero. Actually, a, thank you. Triple zero. Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, but I do want to ask you guys what you want to rate it. And I know you guys listen to the podcast every week, but and you know how our rating system works. So it's out of five, and then you pick a noun from the comic book. Um, and I want to start with you guys. What would you guys rate this out of five? And and for uh, if it's a three, it means you would recommend it to somebody else, essentially. Go ahead, Dean. You with okay, me? Yeah. Are okay, yeah. Um, with you. We're with you. Are we allowed half points? Oh, yeah. You're allowed point six seven five. Oh, I don't wow. care. Okay, yeah, okay. Totally. <laughs> can go deep on this one. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I really like um, Afra's cool duster coat, so I'm going to give it uh, three and a half dusters out of five. Wow. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think there's stuff here worth reading. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tim? I... I, I kind of want to keep reading it, but I'm not going to. I know that I'm not going to. There's just too much stuff out there for me to spend time on something that's not a four or a five. So I won't be continuing it. And I'm going to give it 2.5 hostile megafaunas out of five. <laughs> and if you want to know what that, if you don't know what that is, you can go back and uh, read the comic and it's in the- there. That's what uh, that's what took down the uh, the ATSD. That's right. This is the giant worm that came out of the ground yeah. and uh, helped out uh, <laughs> Ker- er- 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 Santin when he was fighting the ATSD. Uh, <laughs> nice. I like that. I like that term. I like that term for uh, like basically giant animals on the planet, just megafauna. Yeah. I was like, that's yeah. that's cool. That sounded that 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 was like that felt kind of Star Warsy, you know? I was like, that's kind of cool. I dig that. So on whatever planet the Rancor's from, he's probably a megafauna. So I yeah. think this this isn't it's an easy read. So if you're not, um, I mean, if you're maybe new to comics, this this is probably a good book to read if you can find it for free. Like don't don't buy it, but um, it's not it's not a terrible read. So <laughs> don't know, spend your money. Do not, on don't spend your money on it. Do not <laughs> you're too it. hard for your money. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, a dime. Yes, yeah, so I don't want to say it was the worst thing ever because it wasn't. But um, yeah, I'll give it half, half halfers. No. Corey, what's your rating? Oh, I, was, uh, I thought we were going to do Dean next. I went. Oh, we already did Dean. Where have you been, Corey? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I could go again if you want. <laughs> Dean, what do you, what's the your duster, rating? Yeah, no, um, the duster, yeah, no, my bad, the duster. Uh, I also hey, like guys. her hat, so I'll go with um, three and a half hats out of five. <laughs> Guys, well, welcome to uh, to podcasting with a stoner. <laughs> um, yeah, I shoot, I have a hard time with this, and I, I really do. Uh, for everything we just said, I, I like you know the character and everything, but just I just didn't love the story. But I kind of have hopes for it to like keep going. Uh, so I'm I might I might mess with it. I'm not quite sure, but I'm still gonna have to land on. Mm, 
2.5 Blastro mechs out of 5. It just... It wasn't that strong, and maybe if it ended stronger, I would be happier. But you know, when when your when your last act is is your worst part of it, that's the last thing you read. That's like what you're left with. And man, I I just as far as storytelling goes, you, people like all these people like with Lost, with, uh, with with Game of Thrones, it's like just stick the landing, guys. Who cares what happens in the middle? Ain't nobody gonna remember the middle. But stick the freaking landing, and this uh, it just doesn't. I mean, it. Lands, but it's just sloppy. It's just not very attractive at, at the end of the day. So a 2.5 Blastro Max. Tess, what you think? All right, out of five, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna give it two daddy issues. As I mean, this one has six daddy issues, <laughs> but I'm giving it two nice. daddy issues. <laughs> nice, because it is yeah. not. It was yeah. no bueno, man. I don't I'm, like it. Guys, I'm I'm shocked. Like th- this episode, like we're not even in an hour in. I, I don't really have anything else to say about Doctor Afra. Know. You know, <laughs> I mean, maybe the only other thing I would say is uh, I like her ship, but um, you know, why why give it a, a two? Like, <laughs> freaking give it a new name. I feel like that's bad know. luck, you know. Um, yeah. but uh, yeah. What sucks is that we went on talking back y- your uh, podcast, and it was an amazing episode. And then now we're all four here, and I'm like, man, maybe this wasn't the comic book. No, wait, this this <laughs> is an amazing episode we just didn't like the content but that's fine the, right. ep- the episode is still fine yeah uh, no, yeah exactly the episode's yeah. awesome the episode's I'd... five pop filters out of five boom there you go <laughs> and i do I... love how we all have our pop filters it's great <laughs> i did want to say you about the to. art i i did really appreciate since there is some flashing back in this book i really liked how well afro was drawn in the different time periods of her life like it really yeah. really really looked like her and I just I wanted to call out to that because I really liked that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, and I think the the reason I, I had a brain fart earlier with uh with Dean is because I was like 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 sw- quickly like swiping through the comic on my phone like trying to like just find something else to to you know to talk about or, or anything. But I'm like I like her tattoos. I think that's cool, you know. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's weird. It's weird that there wasn't that much meat on the bones to this thing. To be truthful with you. Yeah. Well, let's do this. Let's do. Let's end it on a really good note. All right. What is everybody's favorite, all-time favorite Star Wars character? Ooh. Go. Oh, okay. Well, wow. Tess, why don't you kick us off? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So last night I watched Empire Strikes Back. I just want to say that Lando. <laughs> I got the hots for Lando, guys. Yeah. Um, nice. I'm gonna lie. I was like, oh, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> hello, um, and then, but also, who was cracking me up, I just, I was like, man, has he always been this funny, is C-3PO, he's so freaking funny, I love him. He's good in that one, he is good yeah. in that movie, I mean, he's good in all of them, but he is just so over the top annoying in Empire that I think he just works <laughs> so well. Yeah, I I do love him in uh, in, in Empire. That's yeah. I, I think Empire is the best like sort of use. You know, he may be a little bit annoying, but that's kind of his purpose. And I think that's the best use of of three PO. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Tim, what's your what's your favorite character, buddy? Um, I'm going to disappoint and say that I can't do this. What? Tim, I was going to say I can't do this. I was going to disappoint. I can't. Spoiler alert for Dean's. I can't do this. I'm not always good at choosing a favorite when there's so many that I love. Like, I have a really hard time choosing favorite movies. If you ask me what my favorite comic was, I couldn't tell you. Um, At different times, it's different things Mm. for me. So I love different characters from different 
story arcs and when they're doing different things, it's really, really hard for me to choose. If I had to throw some out there, I'm going to, I'm going to have to throw out, um, like, like Padawan Anakin is, is a, a favorite of mine. Obi-Wan is a favorite. And then I obviously love Darth Vader and the, and the, uh, the emperor, but to, to choose, I mean, I guess if I had to choose, it would have to be Darth Vader because he encompasses two of my favorite characters. So it's a two ah. for one. Now, oh, now do okay. you, or is your Anakin, uh, uh, Hayden Christensen or Matt Lanter? My, uh, my, uh, Anakin is the one from the Clone Wars. Yeah. The, the cartoon, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's Matt Lanter. Yeah, me too. That's that is absolutely my favorite uh, version of Anakin for sure. Is anybody's uh, so Anakin Hayden Christensen? Come on. I mean, I don't. Does anybody <laughs> answer Hayden Christensen to that question? I mean, he's the prettiest Anakin. I guess. I, hey, I guess. Matt, Matt, Matt Lanter's pretty good looking, actually. So. <laughs> oh man, so so Dean, you can't pick one. No, I can pick one. I'm actually uh, Tim knows this. I'm obsessed with making lists about things. Um, but the lists really just reflect how I'm feeling in that moment. Um, that's mm-hmm. how I like to see it. So I'll remake a list, you know, the next week that has a different top. So I'm just going <laughs> to go with what is in my head right now um, as my favorite character. And I'm actually going to put aside the prequels and the original trilogy. I'm going to go with my favorite character in the new movies. And that's got to be Kylo Ren. Ooh. Ooh. I think I that... Didn't see that coming. I Shocker. Think there's, yeah, that's shocking. Yeah. I think there is... He's another character that I feel like in the Star Wars universe I haven't really seen before. I don't think they really ended him quite like they could have. Um, but he is a character whose father is a hero and he doesn't really want to live up to that. He's sick of being told how heroic his father is and how heroic his mother is. And he, daddy issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do like the daddy issues, I guess. Um, <laughs> and he rebels from it and he, and he holds up high his grandfather, uh, a beacon of evil who in the end did something good, turned and was good in the end. But he holds him up as this evil figure. He just can't get over the, the great times his, his grandfather is trying to take over the galaxy. <laughs> I love it. I love his, his character. And uh, he wouldn't be my, my favorite character you know, over, over everything, but I just decided for this, I'm going to pick one from the new, uh, new trilogy, and I'm going to take Kylo Ren. <laughs> I, I want to keep one. this ball rolling. Can we do least favorite characters? Yeah, the table? Of absolutely. Can I can I just piggyback real quick and sure. say yeah. that uh, that I too absolutely freaking love Kylo Ren. Cool. Um, I I you know I I don't hate the sequel trilogy. I don't necessarily love it at the moment. Uh, maybe because Rise of Skywalker kind of left me feeling a little. You know, I need to give it a couple more viewings to to sort my feelings out. But man, Kylo Ren is so cool because you know we've talked about it before. How how characters, you know, a well written villain doesn't know they're a villain. I mean, take Darth Vader. He he literally. I I will say that he probably does think he's a bad guy, like in his heart. But he is trying to bring peace to the galaxy through his his empire. Um, Kylo Ren is literally trying to crush the good in himself and become the 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 best, most ultimate bad version of evil that he can be and yeah. I'm like that's such an interesting concept like it's it's a very 
he's like I felt like he was like one of the most human characters that we've ever seen in Star Wars. Like as, as one of the like as in like a main character because I mean Luke, Luke is so good. You know Han Han starts out a little gray, but ultimately he becomes like super super good. And Leia is so good. It's like it's really cool seeing Kylo Ren struggle with things, and and yeah. I really like that. I loved him in Force Awakens, man. When when he takes that bowcaster bolt to the side and he's like punching his own side so to get like fired up i'm like frick yeah man that's so freaking cool i love that um although i will say that i love last jedi luke skywalker and that just because it also hit me um at a at a time where i could very much relate to him it hit me at a time where i was kind of leaving LA and just kind of like, like I'm feeling that way, feeling sort of fa- like I failed feeling like, you know, things didn't sort of go the way that I, I had hoped they would have gone. And I just, I felt that, 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 you know, like, what's that? What When you're, just, when you've seen too much, you know what I mean? When you just, you've seen way too much and you're just cynical now. I, I yeah. felt that and I understood that. Um, and, and I will always defend uh, last Jedi's portrayal of Luke Skywalker. Um, but so what's you know, your favorite? Yeah, so who's yours? Boba Fett. I mean, come on, Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <wait>. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, Obviously. Wait, but who's your favorite? No. <laughs> Stop keeping us in suspense. We need to know. <laughs> I saw a really cool meme about Kylo Ren's lightsaber and why it had mm. the, like the two smaller lightsabers coming out of the side. Yeah. And it was apparently to prevent your uh, hand from getting cut off by a lightsaber. Oh, oh cool it would block the lightsaber from cutting your wrist off he's learned yeah that's i like that that's <laughs> nice. really cool yeah that's, he's that's smart cool. he's smart dude he's smart yeah it's not happening again yeah. um least favorite character oh man there are some there's some pod racers in in episode one <laughs> that i freaking hate that i'm just like oh that does not feel like I, you know what it's quad quadranero <laughs> freaking quadranero he nice. can he can he can Bite my butt. <laughs> oh, good one. Good one. Nice. That guy's Bite annoying. my butt. Bite your butt. <laughs> he can quadranero my quadranero, okay? <laughs> Tim, who was your least favorite? My, I'll give you an impression of my least favorite. Oh, no. I know who it is because it's mine, too. Go ahead. You so thinking you so people going to die? <laughs> Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks. Is that your least favorite? Oh, okay. I can't do it. So bad. You can't do it. I know. But when I was a kid and he was coming out and he was in the theater, everybody was doing the impression of him and he was so cool. And then when I saw the whole series all together, I was like, who invited this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Totally. Um, and because oh you can goodness. also see how they like phase him out after after episode one as well. They're just like, you're just gonna, we're just gonna, we're just gonna pretend like that didn't happen. Just, yeah. Just extinct. <laughs> just no more. They went extinct. <laughs> oh man, uh, Dean, who's your least yeah, favorite? Oh, this is tough. Um, because I also it's hard, don't, it's hard to like, beat. It's hard time. to beat Jar Jar. It's hard to beat Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't pick Jar Jar. I'll, I'll pick from the same movie though. I'll pick uh, Captain Panaka. Oh, I don't yeah. think that guy has a personality. <laughs> I no. think I think he just like reads lines like he's just stone faced all the time, and he there's never there's never talking to that like there's never reasoning with that guy. It's just like nope, we gotta go, we gotta go now. Things are bad, things are horrible. And it's like okay, yeah, but we're just <laughs> at this planet. We just landed, and we just gotta go. You know, we we can't leave now. Our ship's broken. This is unacceptable. We have got to leave now. I just can't stand this guy. This guy is not a person. 
Yeah, <laughs> he was kind of annoying, and I'll uh, I'll put Rico Lay with uh, with him too. I, I I that was another character they tried to sell us on. He was he was the pilot guy uh, yeah. of the ship, and yeah, I was like, come on, come on, Rico Lay, really? No, no, guys, no, we're not buying that one. Yeah, I will. Okay, s- well, we have to start this. We have to end this on a good note, though. Oh right, guys. okay, okay, we're another on good the bad thing. note. Okay. okay, all right, favorite favorite droid as soon after Corey's. Okay, so you have time to think. Okay, Corey, go. I, I was, I, oh, my, my favorite droid, I am um, uh, R5-D4. I love him uh, from, uh, he's in A New Hope. He's the white and red astromech that blows his, uh, tr- what, a transponder, whatever. I, for some reason, I've never been a big R2-D2 fan, but I love the way R5-D4 looks. I like his the top part of his astromech head. I, I don't know. As a kid, I liked the toy, I think. I was just like, that's mm-hmm. really freaking cool. I liked him better as, than R2. I, I kind of wish it was him, not R2. <laughs> um, Tim, what's your favorite droid? I'm going to go with IG-11 from The Mandalorian, the nurse droid, mm. the reprogrammed oh, Imperial yes! droid. He's He's my favorite. Oh. He was so good in that. And, like, it was – he wasn't in it for much. It's a, it's a short season. He wasn't in it for much, but I was just devastated by the the result of that. Yeah. You were attached emotionally to a droid. That's a big deal. Yep. I was. I was. <laughs> I was. We're not going to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Those aren't tears in my eyes. I just uh, saw a fly flew in there right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Dean, what's your favorite droid? Um, well, I want to say BB-8, but I feel like I can't because me and him are best friends. So I feel like I can't <laughs> say that. Um, just can't bring that up. Um, so I'm going to go K- K2SO. Nice. I think he's so That's funny. Good. Yeah, good one. Talk, talk about that. I got emotional when, when he died. Oh, he totally. Was, totally. That's just that he's such a, a freaking awesome like character. That was a yeah. well done character. It was yeah. actually that moment in the movie where I realized they were all gonna die, and yes. it wasn't yeah, until then yep. that I got it. And he died, and I was like, "Oh right, they, I don't know any of these people. They're all gonna die. <laughs> They're <laughs> not making yeah. it off this planet." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, my favorite droid is BB-8 because I do love R2. We have an R2-D2 French press that we use nice. every single morning. I do love the, whoa, that's my favorite part <laughs> in the awesome. movie. Yeah. But BB-8, BB-8 is like a little puppy. Oh, yeah. And you're yeah. like, come on, yeah. come on, boy. <laughs> Yeah. I'll yeah, let him yeah. know you He's... said that. He'll appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah. my wife loves BB-8. She loves R2, BB-8, um, Yoda, and Princess Leia are like her four like main Star Wars loves. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, she, she would be very happy to hear the love for BB-8 that ever, everyone's given him. Uh, can Who we... was that um, green droid at the end that said, no, thank you? Which uh, one was that one? Dio, yeah. He's so that one. That's just, just an honorary mention. Nice. He just, <laughs> nice. Yeah, he, he was he was cute. Can uh, was cute. can we do one more? And this is my favorite category. Can we do <laughs> favorite spaceship? Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll go first because it's easy. It's the Falcon. Nice. The, I just, Dean. Sorry. So, oh, I mean, I mean, the only one I know, Dean. I mean, I will choose a different one. <laughs> no, 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 no. I love the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. I love okay, that can, it's a piece of garbage. Can I junk. can I say something weird? As a lifelong Star Wars fan, I was never a fan of the Millennium Falcon until I saw it in Solo, and that front having that front end on it, ah. I was like, oh, oh, that is sexy, and and 
that is my favorite ver like Lando's version of the Millennium Falcon is my favorite version. I don't know why. I just never got into that uh, into that ship for some reason, and I I didn't have the toy as a kid. But boy, like that just changed the proportions of it, you know, so much that I just I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Dean, as someone who loves the Millennium Falcon, did you enjoy Solo? Did you enjoy it? Oh, in I did. Solo? I did okay. because I liked seeing it in like good shape. Yeah. You know, it was like, yeah. oh, wait, wait right. a second. This ship yeah. wasn't always a piece of junk. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Tim, what's your favorite ship, buddy? Well, Corey, you and I have uh, talked about this before mm-hmm. on another podcast, and I, I said it was the Star Destroyer. Mm. Uh, that's always been one of my favorites. But I'll choose something different just to, to not repeat myself. I'll go with my second favorite, which is Count Dooku's Solar Sailor, his, his personal ship. This thing is so cool in my opinion it's this little like one-man vessel and it's just so pointy it looks like it could fly through any ship it needed to and then when it goes into hyperspace it lets out like this giant it looks like a um, parachute a golden, or something yeah. a yeah, golden yeah. parachute and that's the element that like makes it go faster is like because it's using like it's using the sun or something like that to like power it. So um, cool. I'm gonna go with that one. Very very cool. Yeah, I love that. So you said golden parachute. Is there something there where like think about it? If Geonosis was a company and Dooku was the like the head of the entire company, he got the hell out of Dodge. He bailed. And what do corporate heads always get when they bail? They get the golden parachute, baby. <laughs> oh, do they? <laughs> oh yeah. I didn't. Maybe that's not a, a term up, up north. <laughs> no, I think but we yeah, get, gold- you get like a, a massive severance pack, like like uh, a, a yeah. massive oh. severance package of like of like you know like uh, the head of a, a corporation like will get fired and they'll get a severance package of like. Five million dollars, wow. and they just call that a, a golden yeah. parachute. You know? Feels like a reach, but yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! I'm on board with it. I'm on board. That one died. That one died. All right, um, Tess, do you have a favorite? <laughs> I was gonna say Millennium Falcon. I think that Dean and I have a lot of similar opinions on things. Um, I won't say my favorite, but I'll say the greatest is obviously the Death Star, and. And I know it's like, well, duh, Tess, it's the greatest. Like, I know it's the most evil thing ever, but it literally was a floating planet. Not floating, but essentially floating. And then, but what made it even greater and just kind of, you really saw how big it was, was the last one when it was crashed, when you finally saw the crash, it was in the ocean or on that planet or whatever. I was like, dang, that thing is huge. Like, Yeah, that's that. That's yeah, that's I no. I mean, do, you're right. Like that's it is technically you know a spaceship, and it just it just happens to be the size of a moon. That's no moon. So yeah, that's that's freaking awesome. Good. Yeah. I didn't even think about that one, but uh, a good point. Um, well, Tim, like you said, uh, I, I mentioned it before. I'll just say it again. The Y-wing will always be my favorite ship in, in the fleet. But uh, to make it something a little different for this episode, I'll have to go with my backup, which sounds weird because it should be my first. Uh, Slave One, mm-hmm. and I always think I always think Slave One is super super cool looking, but at the end of the day, that Y wing is just awesome, mm-hmm. and it's and it's a workhorse, baby. It's a workhorse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we just did two podcasts. Yeah. I think so, because Dr. Afro was so lacking. That was, yeah. guys, that was disappointing because I, I read this comic like like an hour, like two hours before we started recording. So I had the entire morning like getting excited for it. And now I'm like looking back on the on the text wah, that you wah. guys sent. And I'm like, oh, yeah, now now it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, when, yeah. When you like hold up Vader 
against it. It's like Vader has all these like deep cuts from the Star Wars world, like the stuff we really want to see and the stuff we really want to read about is in there. And I know they're telling, you know, a new story here, but there's not as much of, of that. And I think it comes back to, you know, what we said a couple times, that maybe it was a little lazy, like maybe it was just to get that book mm-hmm. out there because that character's popular. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we kind of hit the nail on the head with uh, with some of that. Uh, Tim, do you have any final thoughts on, on the whole the experience with Dr. Afra? Uh, no, my final thoughts are more on our conversation after the book. Uh, one of the things <laughs> that I love the most in Star Wars is seeing giant derelict ships on planets. Oh, yeah. I just want to throw that out there. It's the best. Oh. Like like on Jakku where you see the yeah. um, the start. So it's especially when it's a ship that like you know what it what it is. Yeah, that's even better. Yeah, yeah. If I you mean, know how the good, story of of it. How good was mm-hmm. that Force Awakens preview when you just see that ship when she's on Jakku going in the desert? You're like, oh yeah, I'm in. It this is better the best thing movie. ever. Yeah, that that was and uh, like side note, I I love her her skimmer that that she had in at the beginning of of Force Awakens. I thought that thing was really really cool looking. Oh, well, Afro was guys, uh, riding one of those in the comic. Can I can I give a can I give a number three of my my favorite ship? I love General Grievous's ship from uh, Attack of the Clones. Yes. Oh, so yeah. his, his, his like one man fighter that looked like a freaking like old style like dr- street racer car or something. I thought that thing was super badass. Mm-hmm. You guys lost me at Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last uh, thing you said. <laughs> <laughs> right. I lost. Yeah. You were like, I, I was out on Death Star. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, guys, can you uh, where can we find you out there in the uh, in the world? In, in the galaxy, yeah, in the galaxy, close, close around. <laughs> yeah, in the uh, internet galaxy, we can be found as uh, Talkback Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, if you're looking to connect with us, do it on Instagram. That's where we're most prevalent and we have the most fun. And yeah, we release a new episode every Monday. We talk about movies, comics, video games, and more. And if you like any of those things, check us out. <laughs> Do you guys have any big Star Wars stuff happening this month? We're doing May the 4th. Yeah, buddy. Woo! I figured. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. We are. <laughs> Wait, you guys come out on Mondays, right? Yeah, Is we do. Mondays? So it's yeah, on Mondays. So you'll be on May the 4th. It's perfect. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my, my gosh. Uh, my, Myra took off work uh, that day. So we are going to uh, we're gonna watch uh, Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I was like, what the heck's the last one called? Uh, we're gonna watch Rise of Skywalker and uh, the last two episodes of uh, Clone Wars because they're gonna drop the series finale, and uh, we're just gonna like sit on the uh, penultimate episode yep. that came out yesterday. Um, and then we are going to play a board game that I got back in like 1986 called Assault on Hoth, where you play as either the the rebels or the Imperials, and it's a fold-out map, top-down view of, like, Hoth with a little, like, punch-out cardboard, you know, things, you know, uh, AT-ATs, ATSTs, snow speeders and everything. And uh, I will take plenty of pictures of that, and I will post them on OCD's um, Instagram page and everything so you guys can see that. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, my dog chewed half the uh, the box, but thankfully it didn't get into, like, any of the parts or or whatever. But it's a cool game, and I've been playing that game, like, since I was a kid. And I, I when I was a kid, I would play it by myself because nice. I, I would just spin the – I was, you know, only child, so I'd just play it by myself. And uh, and I love it. So I'm, I'm excited to show it to my wife. She's excited to play it too. Sounds amazing. Oh, cool. yeah. sweet. 
Tess, cool, awesome. uh, Tess, where can we yeah. find you out there? Or uh, uh, Dean, do you do you want to plug a, a, anything personal or anything? Nah, nothing personal. <laughs> <laughs> just check out the pod. I barely just found you guys. I was like, oh wait, they exist outside of Talking Back. <laughs> Dean and BB-8 are coming out with a podcast soon. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Nice. What is this friendship? I'm I'm out of the loop. Uh, BB-8 is just my best friend. Oh, there's, okay. there's nothing more That's to it. it. I don't know. I, oh. We just we just really clicked. Right. Is that a reference to every time you talk about uh, TV shows being your best friends and everything? Yeah, on, on our podcast, the thing I probably say the most is that uh, the characters are my best friends. So yeah. I had to drop one on here. <laughs> I, I remember hearing that. I'm like, you know what? You're right. I don't know. Hey, he's actually kind of right about that. I got about 25 <laughs> best friends out there. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Do they know that they're your best friends? No, none of them, like, no. that's fine i mean it's it works it still works it's fine i mean i say that you're my best friend all the time but you don't know that (laughs) hey what about me (laughs) you're okay Ah, Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well if you want to find ocd i'm just gonna plug ocd just ocd podcast on instagram and slash ocd on face a book yeah all right well thank you guys talking back for being here we adore you both and we love chatting with you and there will be more episodes with all four of us together oh. i assure you i assure you love it thank you thank you again for yeah. having us it's always so and, much fun and real quick right. i just want to plug yeah. if uh if, if you guys are looking uh for all their links uh the links to ocd the links to podcast after dark friday five blast from our past you can find everything all over at our ne- podcast network website called it's uh www.bfopnetwork.com that is bfopnetwork.com and like i said you can find every single podcast in our network with all the links to all the different podcatchers all over at bfopnetwork.com that's bfopnetwork.com that was too many right. too many and times, you guys Corey. you guys <laughs> Wait, what? That's too many wait, times. Wait, where? <laughs> you gotta, they, what, it's a, what is the advertising uh, theory that you just keep plugging it so that they would uh, yeah. know? Always plugging. They s- Must yep. go yeah. to bfopnetwork.com. <laughs> you say it too many times, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, that's true. You know what? That's kind of like uh, that's kind of like uh, I always think about Empire Strikes Back, and like the the name Empire Strikes Back is just one word to me in my head. Like the individual right. words don't mean anything. It's yeah. the word. It's the entire name is one word to my head. Empire Strikes Back. Empire right. Strikes Back. It's like just one word. Yeah. Yeah. B- BFOPNetwork.com. BFOPNetwork.com. <laughs> oh man! All right, you guys get ready. Are you ready? Okay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Corey. I'm Dean. We're talking back. I'm Tim. Yay! (laughs) Yay! Uh, We'll see you guys next time. See ya. This has been another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. Follow us at OCD Podcast on Instagram and Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast on Facebook. You can also review us on iTunes. Follow us on Spotify and support us on Patreon. Tune in next week for another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey.
Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back.